give the Lord is, how blessed we are to be together together tonight and to worship our God in spirit and in truth. Tonight I want to do the third message in the series of messages standing at the crossroads, making wise decisions. Last Wednesday we began this series by looking at Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 through 7. On this past Sunday, looked at the decision to become a disciple. Said that we need to look at the finances, knowing that even though it will cost us something, Jesus is worth the cost. Tonight, call your attention back to Wisdom Literature, Book of Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes. I want to look at chapter 11, verses 9 and 10. Then flip over to chapter 12, verses 9 through 14. Ecclesiastes chapter 11, verses 9 and 10, and chapter 12, verses 9 through 14. You found it in your copy of God's Word or on your electronic device. I invite you to stand with us as a reverence for this being the Word of God. Ecclesiastes chapter 11, verses 9 and 10, chapter 12, verses 9 through 14. Hear the word of the Lord from the English Standard Version. The Bible says, Rejoice, old young man, in your youth. Let your heart cheer you in the days of your youth. Walk in the ways of your heart and the sight of your eyes. But know that all these things God will bring you into judgment. Remove vexation from your heart. Put away pain from your body. For youth and the dawn of life are vanity. Chapter 12, verse 9. Besides being wise, the preacher also taught the people knowledge, weighing and studying and arranging many proverbs with great care. Preacher sought to find words of delight, uprightly, evoke words of truth. The words of the wise are like dogs, and like nails firmly fixed are the collected sayings. They are given by one shepherd. My son, beware of anything beyond these. Of making many books, there is no end. But study, study is the weirdness of the flesh. The end of the matter, all has been heard. Fear God and keep his commandments. This is the whole duty of man. God will bring every deed into judgment, every secret thing, whether good or evil. You may be seen in the presence of the Lord for a few moments tonight. I want to speak briefly from this thought, side effects, side effects, side effects. Late one night, I was watching TV as I was unwinding late into the evening, and infomercials began to be 
programmed regularly on my television screen. And that night, there was an infomercial, infomercial about a particular new medication, Axelrod. I don't remember what Axelrod was supposed to treat. I don't know what it was designed to cure or what pain it was to alleviate. But I do remember specifically the side effects of this drug. They said that while Axelrod may do some positive things, it also could cause prostate cancer, migraines, severe vomiting, trouble breathing at night, double vision, and hallucinations. After hearing this list of side effects, these are the ones that stood out to me the most. There were others. I decided that if I needed the drug to treat anything that may be ailing me physically, I don't think I would take the drug because the side effects are so devastating. From the simple aspirin to the most sophisticated prescription drug, all medications have side effects. Some are minor, minor and non-consequential, and we may not even pay any attention to them in our day-to-day -day activities, but there are some that are more severe, more serious, and even life-threatening. Therefore, pharmaceutical companies are required by law to include a label on over-the-counter medication informing the public of public of optimal side effects. And a pharmacist is required to include in your prescription printed documents detailing the possible side effects of your prescribed medication. A side effect by pharmaceuticals can be defined as an adverse, unwarranted, or unwanted secondary effect. It is saying that it is not what it does on the front end. It is what you experience on the back end. But while it may be positive on the front end, it can have some negative consequences on the back end. And you, as an individual, must decide with your doctor's consultation whether this medication is worth you taking, whether the positives outweigh the negatives. Life, my brothers and sisters, is much like these prescription drugs. When we make our choices and our decisions in our lives as we pass along, there are no labels for us to read that tells us that if you do A, then B is possible. And if you do C, then D is a possibility. But know this, my brothers and sisters, 
and gentlemen, we all carry some consequence, whether it's positive or negative. And as we go through life and make our decisions, as we go through life and make our day-to-day -day choices, we need to pause and consider what are the side effects of these decisions. While in the present it may present a positive vibe, in the present it may get us what we want, while in the present we may gain what we desire, there is a possibility that there are long-term ramifications that can indeed hurt us beyond the pleasures of the present moment. Ecclesiastes is with literature. It gives general statements about life from the wisdom of Solomon. Solomon is the wisest man that ever walked on earth, according to scripture, other than Jesus Christ. It is Solomon who receives the throne, becomes king at a very young age, who asks the Lord to grant him wisdom. When the Lord asked him, what is it that he desires from him? He desired the wisdom so that he could have discernment as he went to and forth out and in amongst God's people. Wisdom so that he could judge and he could govern justly and make wise decisions for the people. He does as James tells us in James chapter 1 verse 5, but any man like this, let him ask of God who gives all without reproach, and it will be given. I want to pause here right now and put a footnote to say to you, my brothers and my sisters, wisdom has nothing to do with the chronological age that one has attained. It has nothing to do, my brothers and my sisters, with experience that one may have. Surely we would expect that the older one gets, the more wiser they will become. And we would expect that experience would help you to have greater discernment. But the reality is, you can be old, my brothers and my sisters, and still not be wise. And you can have all of the negative experiences that anyone could ever wish for or not want, and still make foolish and dumb decisions. Wisdom, my brothers and sisters, is not something that is an after effect of living all life. It is not a result of gray hairs. All hair eventually begins to gray or begins to leave. At the end of the day, wisdom is not about something that just by and by follows living and longevity. Wisdom comes from God. And if you want to be wise, my brothers and my sisters, like regardless of what your age is, if you're watching right now, you don't have to wait until you're 40 and 50 and 60 and 70 years old to have wisdom. God is able to make you wise, even in your youth, if you will ask God, Lord, give me wisdom. Give me wisdom that's beyond my years. Give me wisdom, Lord God, that I cannot just get from the spirits. Give me wisdom that comes from the Alpha and the Omega and the Gamut. And again, give me wisdom that comes from the one who knows all and sees all and can do all things. Grant me wisdom. Solomon prays for wisdom. And truly he is wise. But when you really study Solomon's life, every decision Solomon makes was not 
Ten Commandments. And one theologian says he pays for himself. Our hearts are restless until they rest in him. And that God has made us to enjoy him. That's why I want to tell you tonight, my brothers and sisters, if you don't give anything else from this message, know this. God made you to enjoy him. God made you to enjoy this process. God made you to enjoy this fellowship. God made you, my brothers and sisters, to enjoy being with you. And if you don't know how to enjoy being with God down here, I don't know what you're going to do when you get to heaven. Because the only thing that's on the agenda in heaven is enjoy God's presence. If you don't want to enjoy God's presence down here, you're going to feel out of place when you make it up. The whole point is to enjoy God. The psalm goes back and says, but enjoying God does not mean you can't have a life. Preach, Pastor. Yeah. Enjoying God does not mean that you can't enjoy life. You go up to chapter 11, verse 9. Solomon tells his son, and let us say, rejoice in your youth. Let your heart cheer you in the day you need. Walk in the ways of your heart. The sight of your eyes. He says, enjoy living. That life is a gift from God and that you and I should enjoy living. There are some people who enjoy God but don't know how to enjoy life. I know that folks get somebody looking at me funny. But the fact that that is, my brothers and my sisters, God wants you to enjoy Him. God wants you to come to worship. God wants you to have daily devotion. God wants you to teach and model His Word. But God also wants you to have friends. God also wants you to laugh. God also wants you to travel. God also wants you to enjoy your life. Just because you're a Christian does not mean that your entire life has revolved around 1431 Ball Street. Just because you're a Christian does not mean that everything you do has been related to some type of religious exercise that you can enjoy life and honor God while you're doing something. Yes. Yeah. says enjoy. But then he says this now. Be careful. How do you enjoy? He doesn't know everything that you do. God will bring it to judgment. Everything you do, God will bring it to judgment. Every secret thing, God will bring into judgment. He doesn't say this. Enjoy your life. Enjoy God. And know that as you enjoy your life, there will be side effects if you make bad choices. Well, who is Solomon thinking about here? Perhaps Solomon is thinking about himself. Maybe Solomon's thinking back and saying, maybe I shouldn't have been so greedy. Maybe my flesh and my lust got the best of me. Maybe he's talking about the thing about the side effects of his lavishness and his lust. But we can go back and say this, maybe he's thinking about his forebears. Maybe he's learned from his spirit 
Now, for over 20 years, and even before that, you go back to the thought 
result of a bad decision that Abraham made in Genesis chapter 16. Behind the And then Israel eventually has to be thrown out of the house. God tells him, tells Abraham, you got to send Hagar and Israel away. You got to trust me to take care of them, but they can't stay around. Because if they stay around, they're going to get in the way of what I have divine and purpose for your life. I did not purpose for Israel. That was you and Sarah's decision, but I purpose for Isaac to be the promised one through whom I will bring redemption into the world. So in order for me to ensure that that promise is protected, you have to send Hagar and Israel. All of this is the result of one bad decision. Side effects. Maybe he think about his other forefather, his own dad. Maybe he think about King David. Knowing that his daddy, another great man of faith, a man after God's own heart, had a day when he was walking on the rooftop in 2 Samuel chapter 12, chapter 11. And when he looks over, he sees a beautiful woman by the name of Bathsheba, who's bathing in the summer. David starts to look twice. He walks back and he goes back to the side of the roof and peeps over again. And eventually, he began to desire what he saw. And because he had the power to get what he wanted, he sent for Bathsheba. While her husband was away fighting in the war that David himself had authorized, he goes and decides that this is just going to be a one-time thing, a one-night stand, nothing that he was trying to make permanent, but that one night, that one moment, that one time, his love got the best of him. He gets a report months later where um, the Sheba comes and tells uh, King David, King, we have a problem. But you also now have to deal with the reality that the child 
because of this bad decision. And if that wasn't bad enough, another side effect that comes from this bad decision that he makes is the fact that the Bible says in 2 Samuel chapter 12, verse 10, that the sword will not depart from your house. And as a result of this, David's own sons began to uh, cause rebellion against the David's own sons began to try to have incestuous relationships with their own family. David had to deal with all the fallout of his bad decisions. I'm going to tonight, my brothers and my sisters, David Solomon is speaking about this and saying, enjoy, but know that there are side effects and God will bring things in to judgment. But before we start to look down at Abraham and start looking down on David and say shame on them, the fact of the matter is we know what it's like to have some side events. Oh, you're not fooling me tonight. And I'm not fooling you tonight. All of us are dealing with the side effects of some decisions that we wish we could take at. All of us are dealing with the side effects of some times where Like, hey. 
And don't let church folk condemn me. Because every one of us behind our suits and long dresses, we got some stuff too. The reality is this from us and sisters. I didn't come tonight to make you feel bad. I came to make you shout. Because it's not the best thing to you. I wish I was not staying for a long time. Because you missed your shout. I didn't come to make you feel bad about your bad decisions. I came to help you shout. Because your side effects did not kill you. It could have taken you out. It could have taken you under. It could have put you six feet below. But you're still here tonight. Because those side effects did not kill you. Because her sin did about grace. Then much more about it. Everybody who's listening to me tonight. They can thank God for his grace that shows up in the midst of your devastating decisions. His grace that shows up to allow you to be able to deal with the side effects of your bad choices. Your grace that sustains you and catches your fallen soul. If there ain't anybody other than me, they can thank God that there was grace for my side effects. Oh, thank God for grace. Thank God for grace. Because we stop to think about his life. We don't think about all the things that bad about Solomon. We think about Solomon being the last king to rule over the United Kingdom. We still call Solomon the wisest man to ever walk on earth other than Jesus Christ. When we think about David, we don't reduce David's life to that moment of indecision. When he decides to go after the sheep. But when we talk about David, we still call David a man who's after God's own heart. When we think about David, we don't just talk about Bathsheba, but we talk about that young boy who was willing to go down and fight the giant, the giant of the Philistine, and kill him with a slingshot and five spoon stones. When we think about David, we still understand that, that even though David made a mistake, God still preserved David's kingdom. Because God could have taken David off the throne for what he did. But God's grace was so sufficient that David was able to retain his power so much so, my brothers and my sisters, that when Jesus is going to go back to be with the Father, the disciples turn to the Master and they say, Will you now restore the kingdom of David? Because David had raised up on his side effects. And when we think about Abraham, we don't reduce Abraham's life to uh, that moment with uh, Abraham. Uh, and we don't talk about uh, just the fact that David uh, had Israel. Uh, but we talk about Abraham uh, and how he went on uh, the mountain of Makarai. Uh, and he was willing uh, to obey God uh, to the point where uh, he was offering up uh, his promise uh, to the Lord, uh, trusting that God uh, is able uh, to bring his son uh, back to life. Uh, if that's what's necessary, uh, when we think about Abraham, uh, we still 
and we still teach our little children that Father Abraham had many sons and many sons and Father Abraham and I'm one of them and so are you so let's just praise let's praise the Lord when we think about these two men who had Oh! <laughs> 
that every negative God causes all things to work together. But again, the number of the Lord, he called according to his purpose. 